Hello everyone. Remember me? I'm um, sorry guys. I know it's been a while since I've put a podcast out. Even though I did say when I was doing it that I will aim for one a week. I started putting quite a few out and I've had quite a lot of listeners. So I'm hoping I've not disappointed anybody by leaving it so long. Um, I'll give you the reasons why. Um, just briefly, I had a, a week's uh, long job that was in London and I stayed away for the whole week in an apartment Um I worked with a colleague, so I just felt like once we went back to the apartment and stuff like that after the job, it would be a bit rude of me to go off and and do a podcast, so I didn't. Um, And yeah, basically what I just wanted to pick up with you guys and and kind of, I've had time to think about what I could do in the next podcast and stuff like that, and I mean, as you know, the podcast, the kind of vibe of it is me commuting um, on long distance journeys between jobs and it's why I just kind of give you my thoughts and, and whatever uh, bits of, of my life and um, talk about a lot of different things. Um, positivity being a, a massive thing that I've been talking about recently. Obviously, I kind of made a pact that I would start getting back in shape and stuff in, in October and changing my whole lifestyle perspective and outlook uh, on, on life and 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 um, you know health and well-being in general, really. And so instead of making it something where it's it's sort of a I want to look a certain way um it's not it's just a whole lifestyle change now so the point is to make the change for the for the long term and, and not just be a a quick sort of let's get in shape because we're going on holiday next year that kind of thing um but yeah so what I want to what I want to talk about is and so the fact is that I went away for a week so how did that go with regards to like my exercise and stuff because it's kind of totally changed up my normal routine or regime, if you like. Um, and the answer to that is, well, I went there with good intentions. I packed some gym clothes and stuff like that. I didn't know what was nearby the uh, the apartment where I booked, but I didn't see any, any gyms or anything. But there was a park across the road. So I had intentions of getting up in the morning, doing a couple of runs and things like that, just to keep up with it. Um, in reality, I did nothing. And... So in a way, I kind of feel like I let myself down on that side of it. But me being me and the way that I used to be would have been really kind of, um, if I wasn't exercising, I wouldn't have even been eating right and stuff like that. I did kind of keep the eating um, to a decent level. So my diet, uh, nutrition wasn't too bad. I mean, I did have a, a night where I went to Pizza Express and I had um, a thin, thin crust pizza, um, but you know, it was still sort of pizza nonetheless, not the healthiest thing to eat, but I was away. Um, but there was a couple of nights where I cooked and I cooked some nice healthy meals and they were really nice meals. And as I say, I know exactly what was going into them, what vegetables and meat, etc. So they were good meals. So I didn't just go totally in the opposite direction as I once would have done, because there was a time um, which you might have heard me talking about on past podcasts where I would have literally, if I didn't exercise then I wouldn't even care about my diet either. I kind of kept a little bit of that there. Even when I was having certain meals for lunch, I was thinking a little bit more about what I was eating. I found a nice salad bar in London and I, and I had this chicken salad, muscle, muscle salad or something it was called. I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but it was really nice. It, didn't, it wasn't a boring salad. You know, people always associate salads with being boring. It had chicken in, it had loads of different types of vegetables, it had a bit of feta cheese. It was really, really nice. Um, so yeah, salads don't have to be boring either. And this is something I picked up on, I believe last time 
is that if you're eating healthy, you don't have to go so extreme. You know, we're just, we're normal human beings, right? Don't don't look at these bloody beautiful people, these Hollywood actors and, and singers and stuff like that, because, um, I mean, if you really think about it, I'm going to just, one that's popped up in my head, somebody like Chris Hemsworth plays four in the, uh, the Marvel films. And probably many other films, but I can't think of the main thing that I can think of is place for you look at that guy, big muscular guy, very, very lean, very, very good. Like what a lot of guys I would imagine uh, aspire to be like, but you look at somebody like that. Obviously he's an actor. He's got a lot of money. He, um, he does well for himself. Um, so for him to stay in shape and stuff is a lot easier for the likes of me and you, the likes of a, a normal working class person um, with all the other stuff, the other stresses and strains going on in life family and, and, and everything else he's getting in shape for, for a movie role he has the people around him that will make his meals he, and he's a kind of with the size that he is he probably has six or seven meals a day not massive meals but protein packed exactly the right amounts of carbohydrates and whatever other nutrients that he needs um, he'll have a training uh, regime he'll have a personal trainer he'll have motivators people around him that are just constantly giving him everything he needs to get into a certain shape for this role um and then on top of that there's there's certain amounts of i'm not saying him particularly but there's certain people on um social media or in magazines and stuff that we think are perfectly body beautiful but then there's a lot of um there's a lot of cheating going on because uh, the photoshops and stuff so what we need to realize and understand is that we all have um our other the other aspects of our lives which are uh, equally as important to being healthy and, and keeping fit as well. So there's the, you know, our families, our jobs and stuff, equally as important. So we can't worry too much about if we have, and I'm going to call, I'm going to call these like a slip or a dip or a trip, for instance, yeah, because these sound like minor things, because that's what it is. It's a minor thing. I don't want to use negative words like a relapse or a setback, because for me, things like that are quite negative. I would rather just say a slip or a trip, a dip, backsacking crack. <laughs> That's just what it reminded me of them. That's how my weird mind works. But yeah, slip, drip, dip and trip. They are small things because we get back up from them things. A relapse you would, you would um, automatically associate with um, somebody with uh, a drug or alcohol addiction. Um, and, and think of it as if somebody who's been sober for a certain amount of time and then relapses, meaning that they've gone back into that addiction or they've started drinking again, started taking drugs. So I don't want to use negative terms like that when it's it's really minor because what I've done is I've come back and uh, I got back on Friday evening. Me and the wife decided some well-earned family time was needed. I've been away from my kids all week and my wife. So, you know, Saturday we decided we'll go to the cinemas. Right, and I'm going to say, if you live near Odeon Lux Cinema, if there's one in your city, um, definitely use that. Definitely go and pay that a visit because I'll tell you what, they've raised the bar. So the Odeon that we had in um, in Derby, it was just a standard Odeon cinema. Um, there's a showcase, a couple of showcases about. Um, but what they've done is they've totally revamped the Odeon and they've called it Odeon Lux. And you've got leather, kind of lazy boy recliners, electric recliner chairs, a little swivel table in front of you where you can put all your food on and stuff. Ultimate comfort whilst watching a film. Um, and we went to watch the uh, Fantastic Beasts 
crime of crimes of Grindelwald's film. Um, good film. Um, really action packed, really loud. Um, lots of stuff going on, and I still managed to fall asleep for. It was only about 15 minutes, but that's how comfortable this this chair was. And I know that's not ideal, but I think that was a bit of the the previous week catching up with me anyway. So, you know, I embraced it. I was like, I embraced um, spending time with the, the children. I ate chocolate, I ate crisps, and um, and some popcorn, as you do when you're in the cinemas. Didn't worry too much about it. Later on in the day, we went to watch the uh, Christmas lights switch on in the town centre, and we had a couple of drinks there as well. Um, now, talking again about the old me, let's say, the, the, the guy that I, I used to be, uh, the, the, the person, the addictive personality, I would have woken up on Sunday and felt so guilty about what I'd done um, the day before. Um, it would have kind of really threw me off. But instead, now how I think, because I'm not aiming to be a certain way or have a, have my sights set on looking good for my next holiday or, or whatever, and I just see it as a whole lifestyle thing, I've changed so much because it's all balanced now. So, yeah, that happened. So that might have, you know, I might have done that for one day. But for the next week, I'm going to be really good. Or for a couple of days, I'm going to be good. And then I'm going to maybe eat something that's a little bit fatty or not going to exercise on that following day or whatever. But over the period of my life, as long as I can keep this mindset, I'm going to have to see it as that the majority of what I'm doing is good. And everything within moderation is fine. So if you do want to go out and have a, have a meal um, that you class as, as, as fatty or unhealthy or whatever, if you do that one night, what does it matter is it if the following week you're back in the gym and you're back to eating good meals again, home-cooked food? It doesn't. It doesn't matter at all. In fact, if anything, it's, it's possibly it's good for you because, um, I mean, I watch people like, like The Rock and I know they're very, very extreme. Um, but even, even people at a, a lower level of, of training, they have these what they call cheat days. Now, I don't like to call them a cheat day because, again, cheating is a negative word. I'm trying to think everything on a positive level. So I call it a treat day. Give yourself a treat day. If you've worked your arse off all week, why not have a treat day? It won't kill you. It will not, it will not stop you. It won't be a setback. Um, and there's, a, there's studies that have shown that things like that are actually good for you because it's, a, it's all about shocking the body and then going back into your diet and stuff again. So just don't worry about it. And that's what I've not done. I didn't worry about it. Uh, Sunday was a pretty relaxed day. We had a, a football match. I put my manager's cap on. Went and did the football thing. Unfortunately, lost 3-2 in that match. Very, very close game. But that's football. It is what it is. Monday, I got back into burn. I did my burn class. Right? It was a hard class. I knew it was going to be. But I had to get back in there. So, right, you know, you've, you've had your fun. Let's go again. So it's all about just picking yourself up and then taking them steps to, to, to just get back to where you was. Um, I did the burn class. It was good. Um, one of my friends attended. So she asked me if I wanted to go. So I said, yeah. And then one of our other friends, he came along. And it's something he's never done before. Uh, and he's quite a weights guy. He's always been weights orientated. That's what he, all he's really done, apart from football when he was younger. So... He's done this class. Felt a little bit awkward at first. As you, you know, I can understand why people do because some of the little the movements you're doing, they feel a little bit a bit funny. And you know, if you're not used to certain things, um, you might feel a bit awkward. You know what men are like. And uh, yeah, when you're stretching out and stuff, it's something that he's not really 
really used to doing and he felt a little bit awkward. But after he said how much he enjoyed it, which is the main thing. Um, and the more and more he goes, the more relaxed he'll be. I mean, it's just like me doing this podcast. Felt very awkward, very nervous about putting a podcast out there. And now um, my lips are just loose and, and it rolls off the tongue. Here I am. You know, I feel a lot more confident with it. So it's just about getting yourself back into things. Take little small steps, little small steps or little steps or small steps, whatever you want to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just basically just getting yourself back there and not not really getting your head down, not thinking to yourself, do you know what, I've messed this up. Because it doesn't matter because tomorrow's another day. That's what you can always think. doesn't matter about today because there's always tomorrow. Yeah, as long as you pick yourself up and do it. Look, I'll tell you one thing. When I go to these classes at six o'clock in the morning, when I get myself up in the morning and six o'clock, my alarm goes off. I don't feel good. I don't feel like I want to get to the gym. Not one bit of me. I feel like, oh man, I need to stay in bed. Just recently as well, I've not been sleeping very well at night. Um, so it's hard. And if I felt like how I feel on the way to the gym, if I felt like that coming home from the gym, then I probably wouldn't do that gym session. But the, the fact is, after I'm, when I'm coming home from the gym, I feel a thousand times better. And I probably feel a lot better after I finish that gym session than I would do if I, did, if I spent another hour in bed, got up, had breakfast, etc. I mean, don't get me wrong, sometimes we push it so hard, I come out and I feel... I feel quite drained. I feel a little bit sick. But give me 10, 15 minutes. Um, get myself a shower. Get a bit of breakfast. And then I feel great. And I know I feel better starting the day like that than just rolling out of bed um, and, and carry on as you normally would with your breakfast and stuff. I feel ready for the day. I feel I've already attacked that. I've already achieved something. And I'm ready to take on the rest of the day and, and attack it with, you know, 100%. Um, whereas, you know, if I kind of woke up and I still felt tired and dragged my knuckles in on my way to work and stuff like that, I, pr- I probably would feel um, at some point a little bit better as the day went on. But to start your day like that is a hell of a lot better, in my opinion. Um, and I'm sure a lot of other people will, will feel the same things. And everything that I've been mentioning, I mean, I always say that I'm not an expert in the field, but what I do is... I listen to other people and um, I listen to other podcasts and, and people talking about fitness and how it makes them feel. And um, and it's just, you hear the echoes all around from different people, different walks of life and how it's literally changed their mind when they get up and exercise and things. And, and that's all this is about, really. It's just me taking um, part of my life, that, that one week there, and, and then just saying to you, like, this is the reason why I didn't do a podcast. This is also a reason why I fell off my diet a little bit. But it, is, it isn't the end of the world. I can just pick up where I left off. So I, I did that class on Monday. Like I say, I knew it was going to be hard. It was hard. I got through it. I felt great afterwards. Yesterday, Tuesday, I, did, um, I got back to boxing. I did a boxing session. And that was, a, that was probably a harder boxing session than we usually have. And I'll tell you for why. Um, so Clive puts on these events, he puts on these charity boxing matches. Now, as you may have heard, if you listen to um, the podcast that I did with Clive, podcast number 10, um, he had a fight, uh, a charity boxing event lined up for December the 1st. Now, unfortunately, um, he had to cancel that 
which is, is gutting because it's for such a good cause. Um, so the links that I gave out for the Just Giving page and stuff may not exist anymore. But that doesn't mean to say that you can't still support this charity. You can still donate to the charity. It's a charity. That's what you do. Um, if you still feel that they're doing a good thing and you kind of, you was, you know, you resonated with anything in that podcast. Um, maybe you've been through things yourself and, and come out the other side and you thought, do you know what? That's a great charity. You can still donate. So what happened is that too many people dropped out. So he wasn't able to put on a full night of charity boxing. Um, so now what he's done is he has put on a new event for March. Um, so in March, there'll be another charity boxing for the same cause. I think he's doing it for, he's doing it for events for him anyway, because he's committed to that, that charity, uh, which I have much respect for. And I will talk a little bit about that charity in a second if uh, you've not heard about it before. So just bringing you back onto why it was such a hard thing. I think now what he's doing is he's getting people in to do this charity boxing event. And what you don't want is time wasters. Um, he puts on these sessions uh, free of charge. So people can come to them classes for free as long as they are willing to take part in the fight um, and, you know, raise some money for the cause. Um, so he gives up his time and does this and doesn't charge people any money whatsoever, which is great. Which is a very, very good thing with him, you know, that Clive does. And it, it makes me, you know, this is one of the things that I said to him. It's like, a, it's a, such a good thing for, for a person to, to do that and give something back. Um, a lot of people could do these types of things and, and just keep the cash for themselves, put it back into their gym, uh, boxing equipment and stuff like that. Clive's not like that. Um, he said it's from life experiences and he's done it for his dad and other things. But if yeah, I'm not going to talk too much about that. If you want to hear that, please go back and listen to podcast 10. But yeah, so what, what are you doing is, so the first sort of influx of people that are coming through, if you don't know them, they're new to it, you don't want time wasters. So I can see what Clive does. He really puts you through your paces. So there was a lot of focus on fitness, as well as work on the bags and stuff like that. We've given you your, your sort of basics of boxing, which is the footwork and getting behind the jab. He's not giving you too much. He's not telling you to throw too many different types of punches because what you need to understand is that nothing happens overnight, right? So he wants to teach you all the basics. And some people might think, that's boring. I didn't want to just go in there and just jab, 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 or move. We literally sometimes will just dance almost because we're just learning footwork. It's just like dancing. We're just moving backwards and forwards with each other in a boxer's stance to learn you how to move your feet. When you, you're going forward, your front foot goes first. When you're coming backwards, your back foot comes first. You know, it sounds simple, but it is a lot harder when you're trying to do that at a quicker pace and you're in a ring with somebody trading punches. These are all things you need to know, as well as it is hard. It is a tough, tough sport. Not just the physical uh, running, the endurance side of it and things like that, the, the high intensity side, but if you're going to stand in a ring with somebody, you're going to get punched and, it, and it's going to hurt. So... I think what the, 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 I mean, this isn't what something that Clive's told me, but I can kind of see that he's going to put people through the paces to kind of separate the men from the boys, trying to make it that, look, if you're coming here and you, this is what you're, you're getting involved with and, and you need to understand what this entails. So I think that way, if you put everybody through the paces to begin with and you make it really hard, 
it's kind of like what they do in, in the Marines and stuff like that. You'll get people drop out. You will get the ones that um, will just go in there for a free training session or something. They're going to drop out. Or you'll get the ones that soon realise that, do you know what, this isn't for me. Because it isn't for everybody. Um, so I can understand why he's doing that. But that was like, come on, Clive, you're making this hard for me. I'm a little bit more advanced than this basic stuff. Um, but, you know, I'm trying to get back into it. So it was a good thing for me to to get that kind of health and fitness side of of, of it out of that, that class as well. So fair play. Um, and I'll be back there as much as possible. Now, um, the charity that this is for is a charity called Safe and Sound. Self, Safe and Sound are a charity that help um, kids and teenagers that have been victim to sexual abuse and exploitation. Um, and not only are they helping kids that have already been through that, they are putting things in place to, to stop this from happening. So they are they are helping to um, educate people um, and they're helping to, to find um, ways that you can... I mean, I'm saying things that I should be more educated on, but I, I have had a little chat with one of the guys that works there and I blundered through some of my words, so I hope I'm not doing it any injustice, but they're really basically putting things in place to, to stop this stuff happening in the future to other children, um, which is brilliant. I mean, especially when I've got a 13-year-old daughter, I really know that it's important um, how you need to educate them on, on the bad things that could potentially happen in life because kids can be very naive and gullible. Um, they can be easily manipulated by people. Their minds still aren't you know, fully formed. They're not adults yet. And there's a lot of things that, um, for me, when I was younger, I was kind of streetwise. Um, we probably wrapped our kids up a, a little bit more in cotton wool these days. But, you know, that's that's how you've got to be. You've got to be very careful. But it's important we educate them as well. So Safe and Sound are a brilliant charity. Um, as I say, they're already dealing with, with children that have, have been ex- exploited, uh, been victims of sexual abuse. And they're working with them to rebuild their lives because it's such a... Such a devastating thing for to happen to to a child or a teenager or anybody for that matter, but especially at that young age when they're still coming to terms with who they are, and their own bodies and stuff like that, their minds. To have something um, so horrific happen to them, um, whilst all that's already going on, um, it's got to be really hard to come back from um, and try and move forward. So. It's really important that that's what they're doing as well. It's a great charity. You know, for me, it's that taboo subject. People don't like talking about these kind of things because they don't want to think about it. But the reality is that stuff happens in life. As horrible as it is, it does happen. And it needs to be spoken about and something needs to be done about it. And they are doing that. And as I say, if they're helping helping kids to be able to continue with their adult life, um, be able to put that behind them that's fantastic because i'm sure there's many people out there that have had things happen they've been sexually abused and not been able to speak about it not had the right support systems and are literally bottling this stuff up inside and carrying it around with them throughout their whole adult lives which is so unhealthy um and i you know i advise that if this is something that you're dealing with you're listening uh, and you're just hearing what I'm talking about now, that you talk to somebody, that you seek help and advice, because you, you can't carry that stuff around with you. It's just not healthy. And, you know, there are people out there, there are charities that, that are willing to help. You know, just you just need to 
Google it. You know, we've all. I'm sure you've got a phone. You can borrow somebody's phone if you, if you have to. And it's, it's something that you should really look at and try and seek some help and advice and to, to get rid of that. Um, so, right, I want to talk sort of about. Um, well, actually, no. Before I go into this, I'm going to say that. Um, Clive actually asked me last night about doing this charity boxing. So when I attend these charity boxing classes, I'm, I'm learning boxing myself and I have a bit of a deal with Clive anyway. Um, so I will just, I just attend those classes uh, and, and just box and spar and stuff like that without actually getting involved due to the fact that some of his classes run on a day where, um, where I train my football kids and stuff. Um, also, the Sunday class that he does is very, very close to the time where we finish our football match. Um, so for me to get over there, get changed and everything, to get into that class on time will be quite hard. But he did say to me that he's looking for people and, you know, he would like me to get involved. And it sounds really good because, you know, he's looking at March and as I just said, and this, this charity that I'm talking up so much, I really do admire. And, you know, why, what, what better thing to do it for than, than a charity like that? Um, also there's a belt on the line the person who raises the most money for charity um, will win a belt it looks like it's a really cool looking belt as well it's almost a proper sort of championship boxing belt if you're in the Derby area um, and this interests you get down to see Clive at Farron's Boxing Gym um, it's on Osmiston um, Industrial Estate if you get yourself down there and go see him sign up You know, if you feel like the cause is something that's close to your heart you know, just just get involved. It's as well as it being um, something that's great for charity and um, you know good for your for your fitness. It's it's something that you can sort of set your goals to. So what I'm saying is that he's asking me to do this, and what he's willing to do is put in some extra session with me. And I know um, there's a guy that I've worked closely with before doing the boxing. Uh, he's He's, he's definitely signed up for March. Um, so if I need to, I can organise with him. I get into the gym with him. We'll go and do some, some sparring, some boxing, you know, some sparring sessions together. So there is ways around if I can fit it into my schedule. So what I've said is that I'm going to see and try to get as much in, into the boxing gym as much as I can to the end of the year. And if, if, I can, if I can do that and I'm feeling good and I'm getting back to a certain level that I once sort of had... If I, if I get the speed back and uh, the power back and my feet are moving right, like I, I did sort of beginning of the year, before I had a bit of an injury. Um, and now, like I say, I'm, I'm being able to find ways to get myself in there around my already busy schedule. Then in January, I'm going to say yes. And, you know, we're gonna, I'm going to go for it. Um, so that's a bit of news there. Um, and I really want to do it. I really want to do it. It's another little goal to set up for myself. I've talked about small goals and setting um, setting little goals for whatever it is in life that you're, you're kind of pushing towards. It's always important to set smaller goals and big goals. So me being very competitive, the main goal will be um, to win that fight. I want. To, there's no way if I'm going into a fight that I want to lose because I'm competitive and that would be the same way with anything, whether it's fighting a football match, whether, I don't know, it was a game of chess or cards or whatever it is. I'm just a really competitive person. Um, so 
that's the big goal, to win the fight. The smaller goals are getting myself into that boxing gym. Um, and then the, the goal just beyond that will be to get myself to march, to get myself into the correct shape and conditioning that I need to be at two box in March. And then as it comes just towards the fight, that's when my focus and my goal will be, we've got to win this fight. Um, so it gives me something, a bit more motivation to keep carrying on. I mean, I feel great at the minute. I've got to say, everything that's happening, the way that my mindset's changed, that I've been, the outlook that it doesn't matter if I have the odd day off, um, that my diet slips a little bit. It doesn't matter because over the period of my life, it isn't it isn't going to make that much of a dent. And I think that that's the best way of looking at things. And that's what I'm trying to get at at this podcast is don't get yourself down. Don't use negative terms like you've relapsed. Um, you fell off the bandwagon. I hate that one when people say that um, because you haven't. You know, it's just a, a little it's just a little slight and you will easily get past that. You just need to motivate yourself to get up and go. Um, sometimes easier said than done. I don't know what it is that you're dealing with in your life. You know, it's. It, I'm talking about it from the perspective that you've just not been in the gym for, for a week or you've eaten unhealthily. I mean, I'm sure there's people that are going through darker places. But, you know, as I say, I can't give any expert advice on that. But just from listening to certain stories and people coming back from depression, it's the same thing. They talk about getting themselves healthy, getting into into the gym or getting into some form of exercise and how it makes them feel. Now, one thing I love about boxing and, and another, you know, I use analogies for a lot of things. And I look at a punch bag now and my analogy for a punch bag is a negativity bag, right? Because you imagine all that stuff inside of a, inside of a punch bag. That's all negative energy, negative thoughts, negative feeling. Um, it's all stress, anger, torment, because you use that bag for all that built up stress and just pent up energy and stuff like that. Things that have bothered you in that day, you use that bag to release all that. Bring it out from your soul and, and up through your wherever, you know, you transfer it. When you're throwing punches, you use your hips as well as your shoulders through your arms to your fist. Transfer it from your soul all the way up through there and straight out into that punch bag, and get hit in that bag hard as you can. And I tell you what, it won't take long before you start losing all that negative energy, and you're transferring that all into this negative bag, the punch bag, right? All that stuffing inside is everybody else's anger, and it's just pure stress and bad feeling that's inside what holds that punch bag together, and you need to get yours out and transfer all that into there as well. That's the way I look at things. If you're having a shitty day, hit a bag. Um, when I said that I was going to start getting back into the gym in October and stuff, and I signed up and I went to the gym, the one thing that I couldn't stop doing on that first session was looking at a bag. Now, if you've got a bag in your gym, honestly, I really, really kind of um, challenge you to just go up there. I know it can feel a bit awkward because we all want to look good sometimes. You know, We all want to look like we know what we're doing because we think if we don't look... no. If we look like we don't know what we're doing, somebody might laugh at us or, or something stupid like that. Somebody may uh, look at us and, and think, oh, look at him, he's in the bag and he doesn't know, he doesn't even know how to do it. He doesn't even look like a boxer. Screw him, if that's what they think. But I guarantee you, 99% of the people that are in the gym are just more focused on what they're doing. 
Um, but yeah, that's the one thing I couldn't stop doing. I kept looking over. You know, I was doing some weights, um, but eventually the the pull was just too hard, and I had to go over to to the uh, to the bag and start hitting the bag. And you know, it's from the very first point something just clicked inside me. Something just changed. I was like, yes, yes, I've missed this. And I, you know, it was just it was just one punch. It was just a jab. It wasn't even a power. You know, I didn't really hit it to get anything out. It was just a jab. I was just kind of practicing the technique, kind of getting myself back into it. And and it was amazing. It felt so good. And it made me realize what I'd been missing. I advise you, you know, if there is a, a punch bag in your gym, give it a go. Or a kick bag even. Um, and, and just kick it. And everything that's coming out of you, all that stress, you know, you'll feel so much better afterwards. Um, if it's not your thing, if you're not, you know, you don't want to box or something like that, there's other stuff, you know, there's so many different types of exercise. I mean, you can even go and do a sport. But I'll tell you one thing that I really enjoy doing, um, and I don't do enough of, but I try to get it in where I can, is yoga. Yoga leaves you feeling so sort of invigorated and stress-free afterwards. Once you say those words at the end, namaste, and you've put in a really good yoga session, just something just releases from your body. You know, it's almost you feel the endorphins starting to work um you instantly just feel happier you feel in a better place in your mind one of the most important things with yoga is is getting the breathing right now a lot of people will say uh, you know a lot of people look at things like yoga fitness classes and the stigma with that is that the girly things you know there's guys now doing zumba and stuff like that it's nothing to be ashamed of it all if it makes you feel good and you're getting fit from it and you're happy and it's just sociable or any any of those things. There's nothing wrong with any of it. Um, but I tell you what, yoga is a lot tougher than you'll think. I mean, it's like when I did the spin class. One of the first things I heard when I told somebody about it, oh, that's for women, isn't it? And I tell you what, if you think you're a tough guy, uh, and especially if you're a big muscly guy, I challenge you to go and do a spin, a spin class. Because especially when you're carrying all that muscle around, it saps your oxygen. Um, and I guarantee you'll struggle. It is a hard class. So if you think it's for women, um, there are some hardcore women in there that are doing that. I tell you, because I struggled in it. I got to a place after about 15 minutes where I was starting to think, how am I going to carry on? But I just had to go somewhere else in my mind. Um, but yeah, getting back to the yoga, it's like if you can get the breathing right, that's so important. Um when you're doing the stretches, it's like a lot of things. People will say, yeah, that's easy. I can do that. There's only a bit of stretching this on it. But things like yoga, things like the burn class that I do, you you get out what you put in. So the harder you work, the more you get back from it, the harder it is. So you can't just say, well, that's easy and that's for girls. Because there is no one level. It is all to your level. So when I do a burn class... I tend to go on the heavy side. So when it's lifting weights, I'll do the heavier weights. There's these bags, what we use for doing squat, squats with and lunges and things like that. They, they go up in size. Um, medicine balls, they get heavier. You don't have to do the the lowest weight and then come out of it and do it at such a slow tempo that you're not even getting your heart rate up. Um, and, say, and then say, well, that was rubbish. Because you can go to the opposite scale, do the heaviest stuff and do it as hard and as fast as you can. And you'll feel it. This is why they're great. Spin class, they push you hard anyway. 
But if you're still feeling that's, that's easy because you're some super athlete, you have to push yourself even harder. You have to crank the gears up even more. Yoga is exactly the same. Um, if you're doing yoga, try and push past that barrier of where you're, you're starting to feel the burning, the stretch. Try and really go past it so yeah, that burns more and more. Um, and you you will get yourself into a mad sweat. I mean, I couldn't believe it one of the first times I did it, how hard it actually was. Um, the first One of the first times I did it, I actually did it when I was doing a P90X DVD. And it's um, that's really good. It's all high-intensity workouts, and it's got loads of different stuff. It's got something called an ab ripper with it. And then there's, this, there's a, a yoga side of it, P90X yoga. And... I mean, that that was a tough class. And it, and they give you the different beginning, um, medium and sort of expert levels. Um, and you can do it to anyone you want. But even the beginner's level, pushing it and doing as much as you can. I was dripping with sweat. And, and at the time, I used to do a lot of weights and stuff like that. And I could never get myself into a state like that. Um, even when I was running, I would never be sweating so much. So, you know, if you're thinking yoga is, is easy or it's for girls, then you, you you're massively mistaken. As I say, everything that you do is you get out what you put in. So it's up to you. Um, but yoga, yeah, um, if, if, you, if you're not into hitting things and, and boxing and stuff like that, or you don't want to do something um, in a room full of other people because you're a little bit embarrassed, then do, um, do something like yoga. Or you might want to do a high-intensity workout, but you can just Google it, get something on YouTube, do it at your own leisure in your own home. Um, but I just will say that, you know, maybe start that way. And when you're feeling a little bit fitter and you can keep up with some other people, then get yourself out into a social group because you really do get spurred on by the people around you as well. You all kind of G each other up. I was doing it last night in the boxing gym. Um, we finished off with, we had to do 10 press-ups followed by 10 sit-ups. Then once you've done them, you're straight into nine press-ups, nine sit-ups, eight press-ups, eight sit-ups, and so on until you'll get all the way down to, to zero. Um, and it's tough. It is a really tough thing to do. Um, but as we was getting down there and it was getting harder, I'm, I'm yelling, come on, guys, come on, let's go. We've got this, you know, just pushing people on. Probably sound like an absolute lunatic to some people, but I don't care. If one of those people, you know, managed to squeeze out that press up just as they were struggling, just because I give them a little bit of motivation, then great. But if they didn't, I mean, I took enough motivation from it just for myself. So whatever. Um, but I do like that kind of that social environment, uh, looking at other people and saying, come on, you know, let's do this. We're all in this together. And there's something about it, that kind of tribalism um, where we all started as humans, I suppose. There's something about being a group of, of people working together um, to achieve an end goal, if you like. Um, so, yeah, um, it's just really. I decided that, you know, I have, I've had a bit of a blip or um, whatever, slipping my, in my sort of regime and, and how I got back into it and what's the best way of setting goals and stuff like that. But in all honesty, I just had to throw myself back in there. Um, I think the best way of looking at it is that if you don't, um, you're going to go back to where you were. So if you have already, you just think back to when, before you was doing it and how you felt and how you felt a bit crappy and stuff like that in the mornings and um, you know when you was going to work you was kind of carrying negative energy around try and use that to spur you on and go forward um, but the best thing to do really for me it's all it's all this it's balance balance is massive when I've when I've started actually thinking 
we need to, to treat this um, with balance. That's really what's made me who I am now because, you know, when I was just looking at trying to look a certain way, it was all, it was all like a quick fix really. Go hard, I was going hard for a short period of time. I was never looking at the long term. I'm gonna looking at this now and thinking, well, if I keep this up, I'm gonna add years to my life. Um, not just that, I might have grandchildren that when they get to a certain age, they want me to go to the park with them and kick a ball around or push them on a swing or just chase them around and do things that you do, throw them about as you do with kids, you know? Um, if I don't look after myself now, I might not be mobile enough to be able to do them kind of things as I get older. Um, I don't want to be one of those grandparents that's walking around on a stick, um, you know, not being able to keep up with their grandkids. I want to be able to do stuff with them. Um, so it's, it's longevity is, is the key. We need to look at the long-term health benefits as opposed to thinking about, um, I've got a holiday booked and I want to have a six pack. Um, because it, that's not the be all and end all. And I think the the problem with that is you're, you're sort of setting yourself up for failure. Because what happens is, you know, you set a goal, quite a big goal, something ridiculously out of reach, and you don't get there, and you feel like you've worked quite hard to get there. Well, the problem is then you go, well, that was pointless. Um, it didn't work. And then you could easily then think, I'm not doing that again. I spent four or five months working out and eating healthy, and I only lost five pounds, for instance. All right? I mean, you might you might lose more. Some people, but some people struggle um, when you get past a certain age. It gets harder to lose weight and things like that. But if you look at it like, yeah, I've lost a bit of weight. I've lost some inches. If you keep that up, you're going to keep losing a bit more weight and a bit more inches. Yeah, it's hard work. But on top of all that, you're prolonging your own life. What's more important than that? Because I know when you get to about 60 year old and you settle down with your wife or husband and, and everything's in place, um, a six pack don't matter, you know? It doesn't matter about having these pecs or whatever. When you're settled um, and when you're in love with somebody and somebody that you've spent most of your life with and you're spending the rest of your life with and you both know that looks mean nothing um it's all about personality and having that positive outlook and doing these kinds of things to make yourself more positive and give yourself the energy and uh, that new lease of life well actually um probably is what makes that person want to be with you um not the fact that your body looks great um, it's always a good thing as, a, as you get the instant attraction. People look at somebody and go, oh yeah, he's fit, she's fit, great body. Um, but there's a lot more beyond that. <laughs> a great body is, is, is fantastic starting point um, for most people. But what about when you get past that and they're ugly inside? Um, they might be beautiful outside, but if they're ugly inside, um, you know, that's it's not a good thing I'd rather not be around somebody like that because that ugliness will come out in them and, and possibly even seep into you and, and your outlook so a massive combination of things there um, again it's just kind of going off track to where I was talking about but I don't want to say that you you know set certain goals in certain ways but I would say some, them smaller goals are always better and the, the thing to look at is is the longevity of it not 
uh, the quick fix and, and the failure. And, and listen, don't worry about failure. If you if you class having a bad meal as as a failure, or not going to the gym for a week as a failure, it doesn't matter because totally not even related to, to fitness or anything like that. But if you see any of this, if you know anybody successful, I'm not even going to talk about celebrities or people that I don't know because it's easy to talk about a success story from somebody that you see on TV um, that's successful. But they cause they might have already had something there. They might have had a uh, money from the parents or whatever but I'm sure there's people in your life that you can think of um, people that maybe your boss or something like that somebody that owns a business that's going very strong somebody that's you know that's done really well for themselves whatever it may be if you ask them um, about their success and how they become successful if you ask them how many times they've failed in order to become successful um, I'm sure they'll tell you you know, the majority of, of what they did for that success was failure. Um, you need to fail to succeed in life, and that is the God's honest truth. Nobody did it right first time, or if anybody did, it's a very, very low percentage, 0.005% or something ridiculous. Um, you've got to get very lucky to get it right first time, you know. Um, and I'm not like I say I'm not going to talk about any of big companies and stuff like that because that's easy to do But if you look on a smaller scale at people around you and you ask them about their success Ask them how hard it was to get there in the first place, you know, ask them about the times where um, The trying times where they nearly gave up or they did actually fail But picked themselves up dusted themselves down and got on with it, you know, it's it's easy for me to sit here and talk about it from a diet and fitness perspective um, but other people are going through a lot more stuff which is uh, sort of more challenging to get past uh, might have been in a darker place you might have lost a loved one you might you might have you know broken up a relationship might have broken down where you've been with somebody for many years you could have been married or anything I know that a lot of these things are hard um, but there has to be a starting point and there has to be somewhere where you wipe the slate clean and you dust yourself off and you start again um, you start a new chapter in your life and never think that you are too old to start again because there are people out there that have started careers uh, late on in life they have started doing things for themselves um, getting into sports at, at such a, a late stage of their lives anything really it doesn't matter you can join a club you might like chess um, whatever I, I don't know there's so many different things that I, that I could think of um, but at the end of the day it's all the same thing and it's never too late you can always open the new chapter of your life and start from there wipe the slate clean yeah there's many memories of what's happened before some of them memories will be um, with you forever and there'll be regret within all that and, and they will be hard to look back on but you know why make the rest of your life dark too um, you need to sort of push forward and sit back work it out and think to myself right where do I go from here set those little goals try and get yourself socializing and I always advise that you keep the people in your lives and stick like stay by the people that um, are positive people people that um, that love you and care about you just don't get yourself into situations with uh, people that are sort of using you for your money or, or whatever it may be, I don't know. But be around good people, 
um, to start off with. It might be hard, it's, it's always going to be hard, so it, you always need a bit of a support system. Um, and if you have that, um, try and use them and, and, and rely on them a little bit um, until you're strong enough to, to kind of keep moving forward with the new goals and, and things that you set in your life. Um, as I say, I mean, I'm not an expert in this. If anybody has got any suggestions on how to start rebuilding your life from coming back from something a little bit darker than what I've been talking about, something that has really set you back, what you feel like is a setback or something that, you know, I can understand if you've been married and for a long period of time and you thought you were spending the rest of your life with this person to then find out that that's all gone. Um, and you need to literally move into a new house and you haven't got that person alongside you that you've spent all this time with that, you know, when you're married, um, you become part of each other. So to have that taken away from you, you lose part of yourself and you need to find yourself again. Um, if anybody is out there that's an, that listens to this and they're an expert on, on rebuilding and restarting, um, please, you know, give me an email, rojoganpodcast at mail.com. I'd love to hear um, some some points, some key points of how people can achieve this and then I will pass it on in future podcasts because I'm only talking from experience and how I achieve small things uh, and I can't talk about coming back from such a dark place where I've been quite fortunate with my wife, we've been together uh, since we were teenagers and um, you know, fortunately for me she's uh, she puts up with me <laughs> and we're still together now, you know, 14, 15 years later so um, I can't really talk on that and, and try and give anybody an, an, any sort of advice when I haven't been through it. Um, all I can say is um, at some point we do need to start again, um, as hard as it may be. Um, and yeah, so it's good to be back. It's, it's good to be back talking to you guys and I really hope that I didn't um, disappoint anybody by being away for a little bit. I hope that you, you've this podcast kind of pings through if you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or something and you think, hey, he's back, you know, um, and you can get stuck into this one. It's just, um, that was the thought process. The thought process was me coming back from being away for a week and kind of letting, letting myself slip on, on the side of things that we've been talking about in recent weeks um, and just me really getting myself back out there and throwing myself into it. I obviously wanted to tell you about the... Um, the upcoming fight in March and if I can get there I will get there um, that's gonna that's gonna be something I'm gonna be focusing on so I'll talk more to you about that and then I just want to recap on a couple of things with uh, with boxing and, and the UFC world so I made a bold prediction about uh, Donald Cerrone the cowboy fighting um, Platinum Perry uh, and I said that Donald would knock um, Perry out with a head kick in the second round um, now I got the fight the winner right again cowboy won it and i think the thing that changed that actually was and, and cowboy said it after the fight he actually said that he um he went in there with a game plan um so you know that's what it was and he went in there with a game plan and he submitted him he wanted to take the fight to the ground so there wasn't really that much intentions of of knocking perry out on his feet which is fair enough but to ching i got another a fight prediction correct um, the other fight prediction was the um, boxing. It was Usyk versus Bellew. Kind of hard for me to watch that. It was, it was not nice seeing Bellew get knocked out in the, in the kind of devastating fashion that he did. I really hope that, I'd, and I predicted Usyk would win the fight because I just thought, you know, 
the superior boxer would shine through, which he did. It's just one of those things. <coughs> he won that fight, and um, uh, but unfortunately, like I say, he knocked out he knocked out Bellew, and it, it wasn't nice to see with it being his sort of last fight. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that he's going to still stay retired now, which is a great thing. I don't want to see him coming back. Um, I think he knows his limits. He went to do, he went to challenge he who dares. They say wins. He didn't win the fight, but I'm sure he won um, over a lot of people um, for taking that fight. I know he won uh, respect from Usyk as well because he did give him a good fight and he was beating him up in the first few rounds. He did give him a really good boxing match and this is somebody Usyk who's one of the most skillful boxers around um, you know he has uh, unified that division the cruiserweight division so that just shows you how good he is in 15 fights um, but yeah I got the fight right again um, I didn't predict there would be a knockout for what Usyk might win on, on points but he has got that power there in the locker and Bellew was tired by the point that he got knocked out which is why he started kind of slipping a little bit um, so I just wanted to pick up on them points, but not to sort of go too far away from where the podcast started. But that's six out of six on predictions. So you'll hear some more MMA and, and boxing predictions in, in the future as I continue on. Um, but for now, I'm going to leave it at that. It's been good. Great to be back. Um, and yeah, I'll keep them going now. You might hear a couple more through the, through the next week. I said one a week originally anyway, but because I've sort of enjoyed it so much, I've just kept it rolling. So yeah, maybe two or three may, more may come over the next week. Um, but for now, peace out. Thanks for tuning in. Subscribe, um, share the podcast, and get in touch with me if, if you want. I'm now on Instagram. If you want to give me a follow, uh, Rojogan Podcast. And as I said, email me on rojoganpodcast at mail.com. Let me hear your thoughts. Take care, guys. Hi, everybody. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you've enjoyed it. I appreciate all your support and kind words. Um, I never imagined that the podcast would gain the amount of downloads in the short space of time that it has. Now, for 2019, I want to go bigger and better. I want to focus time and energy into the podcast and really put out some great content. I'm looking to invest in some better recording equipment and pull in some interesting and inspirational guests with amazing stories. To achieve this, I've set up a PayPal Me link, which you can find in the bio. The link is paypal.me forward slash podcast. I'd rather do this than um, put advertisements and sponsorships into the podcast and just kind of bog it down and, and make you guys have to listen to stuff that you're not really wanting to listen to so if you're a fan of this show and you want to show support then please feel free to give as little or as much as you'd like once again i really appreciate your support it's been amazing thank you